What you are about to hear are accounts of real pro wrestling events. Some names, mostly ours, have been changed to protect the innocent. Welcome to Snap Judgments. Welcome everybody, it's your boy Justin JLB. Welcome to Raw and Order Snap Judgments. This is your Snap Judgment for Monday Night Raw for June 1st, 2020. Before I do get into anything else, however, I would just like to mention to you that this is brought to you by the Tatnus Co. Podcast. You can check them out at tatnusco.com where you can find such great shows as Basement Bullshit, um, Carpool Shenanigans, and so many more. Well, without further ado, we're going to get to our Monday Night night recap shall we we have a lot going on in this episode potentially it might be ray mysterio's retirement uh, segment for monday night raw we shall see what happens it's been promoted that ray mysterio will be at the show to retire however i think mostly a lot of that was seth rollins speaking of seth rollins though we are Um, I guess gifted with his presence to start off Monday Night Raw. So Seth Rollins basically starts gloating the fact that Rey Mysterio will be coming out later tonight to retire, but he says he thinks that Rey Mysterio won't have the gully to do it because of how much of a humble and nice guy he is and that he will just do it for him right here, right now. Uh, Then he begins to show um, all of Rey's accomplishments and he goes through Rey Mysterio winning the Rumble, winning his first championship and so on. It was actually a nice little collage, of course, until it ends. And then we do see, um, of course, Seth Rollins jamming Ray's eye into the steel stairs. Um, yeah, it was pretty nice uh, in that regard. And he then just basically continues on to say that, you know, Ray Mysterio is a continued sacrifice. And when it comes for him to be in the Hall of Fame, he would be honored to induct him. If that wasn't an ultimate burn, I don't know what is. Seth Rollins is just awesome like that. One person doesn't think it's too good, though, is Aleister Black, as he does come running into the ring wanting to fight Seth Rollins right away. Uh, We go to a commercial break, and then we do find out that they're actually in a match against each other. So This match starts off, and pretty lengthy match. Pretty lengthy match, to say the least, but it was good. It was a good time. I liked it. It was great for a first match. Um... Humberto Carrillo came to help out Aleister Black as uh, obviously Seth's disciples were trying to cheat. Ultimately, though, in a surprise, we actually do see Aleister Black get the win because um, Seth's disciples do try to do basically um, try to get the referee distracted so Seth Rollins could do something. Humberto Carrillo comes and interrupts while that happens. Seth Rollins tries to get a an easy pin, but then Aleister Black does counter that into his own and ultimately gets the one, two, three. Uh, so, uh, you know, pretty good match. Pretty good match. This is obviously not ending anytime soon. Um, and we will certainly see what else goes on. I imagine this won't even end tonight in terms of us seeing these guys again, because I'm sure when Ray comes out, I feel like Ray might be via satellite. I don't think he's going to come out or he's on Raw. Uh, We'll see what happens, though. Um, 
Yeah, so on top of that though, Seth Rollins decides to get a little revenge as his disciples do tend to beat up on both um, Carrillo and Aleister Black. They then do gang up on Aleister Black, put his head down, and Seth Rollins gives him the stomp. So pretty decent way to start off Raw. Anytime you start off with Seth Rollins, you know it is a good time. So yeah that's how raw started i'm really happy i'm not annoyed by seth rollins's character yet and uh it's just it's a good time all around so so then they do also promote raw talk which by the way guys the wwe does have now uh tier system so there's a free version a paid version i didn't really check it out um but raw talk is something that they will have on part of the free version along with like fifteen thousand other things on there so there you have it after that, though, we see Garza, or rather Charlie, asking Garza about um, what his thoughts were on what happened on Raw last week when he beat Kevin Owens and took advantage of him, uh, well, you know, damaging his knee. Basically, Angel Garza says that if anyone has a problem, they could come talk to him while seducing Charlie in the process. However, Vagel was not a fan, and uh, the rose that Angel Garza gave to her, she ends up ripping it right in front of her. I'm curious to see what they're doing with this Garza-Charlie thing. Maybe they'll just keep it that kind of flirtatious kind of thing because i don't really know necessarily what else they can do unless randomly charlie starts to be part of a storyline in the sense of i don't know being another manager or something but i feel like she's probably still gonna be an interviewer uh we'll see we'll see but it's a uh, it's something they just keep doing so we'll certainly see what happens there we are also reminded that NXT TakeOver is this Saturday in your house. We still don't know if a house will be given, but, uh, you know, NXT in your house is this Saturday, so it should be a good time. Next up, we are greeted with HBK giving his opinion on who he thinks is going to win in the quote-unquote greatest match ever between Edge and Randy Orton. Um... HBK acknowledges all his, basically mentions all his accomplishments, and he's had, had several great matches throughout his his entire career. He does go on to mention, though, that through time experience, he thinks that Edge will have the edge. I'm officially declaring HBK the king of dad jokes, because hot diggity damn, that was a cheesy one, but I enjoyed it, because I enjoyed cheesy jokes. On to the next one. You know, still not a fan of them calling it the greatest match ever, but it is what it is. It's going to go on, so no point bitching about it. So next up, we see Lana in, first of all, before we go into this segment, this is, I'm going to call it the burn of the day. We see Lana talking to MVP and basically telling MVP that he's just trying to use her Bobby uh, to revive his washed up career. MVP mentions that that's not remotely true, but even if it was, wouldn't that make the two of us doing so? Lana gets really angry and slaps him in the face. Great burn, awesome. I definitely have to use that kind of line some way, shape, or form, because that is hilarious and well done. MVP is quite a wordsmith. Like, you know when you do a comeback like that and then someone doesn't respond and then slaps you or just doesn't respond and gets angry and goes out of the way? You know you've accomplished what you needed to. You are ultimately the winner. And I think that is so gratifying. And Lana just got owned and I applaud MVP for it because that was awesome. 
So Apollo Crews comes out, he's being interviewed, and he basically uh, is asked how he feels about being the champion for a week. He says it feels great, he feels gratitude, he feels accomplishment, but he also feels the need that he has to defend the title every week to show that he is a fighting champion. He then asks Kevin Owens to come out and be the first contender. Kevin Owens mentions that he is honored and he has nothing but respect for him, but he is going to be the shortest U.S. champion in history. They go on to a pretty decent match. However, it does get interrupted by Andrade and Angel Garza. And then it ends up being a tag team matchup, which does go on pretty lengthy too. I do want to mention though, um, Kevin Owens and Apollo Crews match was actually really decent. I think this is one of the newer Apollo, or, you know, one of the most recent Apollo Crews matches that I really paid attention to. Kevin Owens, I feel, really brings a lot out of uh, the opponents he's facing, and we really saw that, or maybe it's Apollo Crews's um, charisma in, you know, being confident now with the championship and so on. Whatever it is, it's working, and the match is pretty decent. Now, we'll move on to the tag match, though, because that's what happens next. So, Apollo Crews and Kevin Owens, though, do end up picking the win with Apollo Crews getting the win with, I forgot what they call his powerbomb, but with his powerbomb finisher that he does, and uh, Zelina Vegas looking completely shocked. I feel like they're going to do a tag team at Backlash uh, against each other because they don't have anything else to do. But then wouldn't you want to also have the U.S. champion? Unless they do two singles matches. It's going to be Andrade getting a rematch against Apollo. And Kevin Owens fighting Garza. Uh, I imagine that's happening. We're still a good two weeks away from Backlash. So we shall see. Next up, we are interviewed, or we get an interview with Asuka, one asking about how she feels about her match against Charlotte tonight, which is, should be amazing. Um, she basically mentions in that regard some nice quotes. She first does mention that Asuka is always better and that Charlotte stays the same. I could see that on her shirt. I want that to happen. It's not the right proper way to say it, but it sounds awesome and it works. So do that. When it comes to Nia Jax though, she does mention that she is going after that booty. We obviously mean that she's going to kick her butt, but I really like her sayings. Like she's just awesome. I'm not even mad about them. And she's so energetic and awesome and it just works completely really well done and um that was oscar oh well we're also gonna have carrie zane face nia Jax, and i don't know why they keep doing this to poor Car carrie zane um this is ridiculous and uh, i'm not looking forward to it i'll tell you that much oscar does end it that the empress bows down to no one and end of the interview next up we got the viking raiders versus the street profits in bowling and this might be um the best game that they've had so basically half of the game we see that the uh street profits are losing they're getting their butt kicked viking raiders is out dominating completely and then the second half street profits was just hustling them and comes back hard 
However, Viking Raiders do end up winning by one point, as in bowling, it matters with the most points you have as opposed to the least, because it's not golf, it is bowling. Uh, however, they do win in, um, I would imagine, an illegal move where uh, he throws his Viking partner down the alleyway to throw the ball into uh, into the pins, and therefore they win by one point. However, I don't think that uh, that's technically legal, but they ended up scoring. Now it is 2-2, and they will be facing... I don't believe they mentioned what they will be doing next. But so far, guys, if you are keeping up, they have done basketball, axe throwing, uh, golf, and now bowling, and it is 2-2. And you know what? I'm still entertained by it. It is some good times. They, we also had the girl call Eric cute once more, and then we also had uh, the Street Profits not really knowing bowling, wondering what these shoes were and how come they don't have like a pair of Nikes or something. But, you know, they're bowling shoes, and it is what it is. So there you have it. Next up, we got Billy Kay versus Nikki Cross in a singles competition match. And um, yeah, you know, decent match, I guess. Not too bad. Uh, of course, um, obviously, these two are been having a feud the past two weeks. Uh, last week, uh, Billy Kay was the one that called um, Nikki Cross ungrateful. And then Nikki Cross came out with that powerful, powerful speech and that promo unfortunately she didn't do any promos today um and she also didn't get the win either as billy k took the win via a power bomb so this will obviously still continue and i imagine it's going to go up until backlash as a tag team matchup for the titles so next up, we do got Rey Mysterio's retirement speech, quote unquote. So they go and talk to Rey Mysterio. They So right off the bat, it's via satellite. He's not at Raw. He's still recuperating, obviously, from his eye. Um, so they blatantly ask him what's going on. Rey Mysterio essentially mentions that he doesn't know. There is no timetable. And he really doesn't have an answer yet for anything. But retiring has been something he's been considering for quite some time. Nothing else gets said. As I figured, Dominic did come into the picture and he sits down with his father and he says something must be done about Seth Rollins and someone from this family must step up. Dominic does then say that if Seth Rollins is a man of scripture, he should know this one pretty well. An eye for an eye. And that's what ends that. So basically, we're going to get a Dominic versus Seth Rollins. That's definitely where it looks like they're going with this. Um, Dominic definitely can't act, though. Oh, my God. Um, you know, hopefully his wrestling skills are better. But yeah, that's pretty much that. And... I always kind of wondered why Rey Mysterio was off TV. Maybe he wanted to be with his family or whatever have you. I don't know. Um, or, again, it's maybe just to get Dominic into the wrestling picture. Um, you know, I'm, as I've said numerous times, not a fan of Rey Mysterio's promo stuff. So there is that. And Dominic definitely isn't any better. But an eye for an eye is what it shall be. 
We see now Rob Gurkowski lose the 24-7, I-95, whole nine yard, whatever you want to call it, championship to our truth as uh, we see him in Foxborough with his friend doing a TikTok, but then our truth is in the background and gets one up on Rob Gurkowski for the pin with the one, two, three, and our truth is your thousandth time champion. I guess Rob Gurkowski doesn't have eyes in back of his head. Next up, we do got the Anaya Jax versus Kari Zane match, and I am praying that Kari Zane makes it out alive. At this rate, though, I think they already know, and they're kind of more playing off the whole injury thing and so on and so forth, uh, but we shall wait and see. I still feel like she'll hurt her, which, again, is what WWE is playing off of, so they got me. And so it was what expected. We see Kerry Zane kind of get the upper hand at the beginning, but then Nia Jax ultimately uh, slams her onto the mat. We do see a little stunt where she throws Kerry Zane face first into the steps. It makes it seem like she didn't get her hands up towards the steps, so it kind of looks like she completely hits her face. But camera angle is everything, and so it does kind of look like, oh, she just hit her face like that. However, I uh, do think now they really are just playing off the whole her legitimately hurting people. So, yeah, but it's expected that Naya was going to win. They're pushing her and it wouldn't make sense for Kari to win when she's facing Asuka, the champion, you know. So it is what it is. Let's keep going. I mean, I just absolutely hate Naya matches. So, meh. So next up, we are going to hear from Randy Orton. We heard from Edge last week, basically saying that he's going to try and dig everything that he can to try and be that person that he was um, and so on and so forth. He did the whole statistic thing. You want to hear about what I said then, you can certainly check out last week's Raw review because why not? Next up, we finally do see Randy Orton's portion. And, well, you know, Randy Orton basically mentions how Ric Flair had said that, uh, you know, he thought he was going to win. And, uh, you know, a lot of wrestlers claim that Ric Flair is the greatest of all time. So he takes that a high regard. And he does allude to Edge's comments. Uh, two weeks ago when he said that he have asked it his whole life and that he never scratched and clawed he's told edge that you know what he is right and that he is jealous because he has accomplished more than him for half from half-assing it compared to edge having to put all his strength and might into it you know great promo pretty good and then he said he's gonna write um the storybook ending with three simple letters are K.O. Great promos. I'm liking the promos and all that. But, um, you know, as I mentioned before, I just don't like the whole greatest match ever situation. I think it's pretty silly. And uh, I don't think it's going to be the greatest match ever. So hopefully it's better than Mania because that Mania match is still leaving a sour taste in my mouth. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens next week. Next week, Christian, though, is going to be there doing the peep show. So that should be pretty interesting to see. It's always great to see Christian. And I imagine Christian is going to choose Edge. If not, that'd be very weird. And that means Christian would be coming back for something. But almost certainly, 99.9%, he is going to choose Edge. Uh, But still would be awesome to see. 
So next up, yeah, we got the Charlotte versus Asuka. And, you know, as expected, it was a pretty decent match. However, of course, it gets ruined by Nia Jax. Nia Jax comes out to Asuka's music with face paint and all and even the mask. Uh, and ruins a pretty decent matchup because Asuka is caught off guard. She gets out as she was already out of the ring and then gets counted out. And Nia Jax just train wrecks her onto the ground after they did have a little scuffle beforehand. Um, well, after the match that she had with Asuka, uh, after the match she had with Kari Zane, Asuka comes out because she. Um, Nia Jax had this crazy look on her eye that she was going to do something, so she was helping her friend, and basically Nia just got some payback for doing so, and thus continuing that, but I gotta say, Charlotte Flair's promo at before the matchup was absolutely spot on, like the fact that she was mentioning, you know, all these NXT superstars in training are here, and you should all aspire to be like Rhea Ripley or Shido Karai. Um, because then you will one day be able to bow down due to the queen like they will. Uh, absolutely genius and all that fun stuff. Um, and yeah, so In Your House is like I mentioned this Saturday. It's going to be pretty awesome. Should be a pretty good show. Do want to point out that they might actually be bringing out the original set. So that is pretty exciting. Uh, having the original set there. Um, from the original in your house that'd be dope i hope they do end up doing that because that would be nostalgic to say the least um so that match ends we do get an interview with lana um charlie's basically talking to lana saying like what is going on between mvp and you do you think that it was actually mvp's idea for lashley to tell you not to go out to his matches she says she thinks she's not really sure uh, she doesn't think it would be Bobby to say that. She does get the brilliant idea, though, to go and uh, cheerlead for MVP's match because she alluded that Bobby Lashley said only his matches. So this should be pretty uh, whatever. It's basically going to allude to Bobby Lashley getting mad at her and then breaking up. I don't know what they're going to do with Lana afterwards, though, but I am curious. The only time I've been curious about Bobby and Lash and Lana's storyline is probably now, which is, um, I guess, saying something, but I guess they did it the wrong way. I'm curious towards the end of everything that's going on. Uh, but like, you know, a fatal car crash, you want to see what happens at the end. So here we are. Next up, we do got the main event, Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. And um, yeah, so before the match starts, though, we see Lana come out. She's there to support Lashley, but then she doesn't really do anything towards the matchup. Uh, basically, we do see, uh, for the majority of the part, MVP trying to get one up. I do like the point that he did throw Lashley, uh, rather, he did throw McIntyre into the plexiglass. Reminded me of a little hockey so it brought back some nostalgic feelings there. Uh, but ultimately, uh, McIntyre does end up getting the win with the Claymore. We do see this time around, though, Lashley get the up and up as he gets McIntyre into the full Nelson lock to end Raw. So, 
Yeah, you know, Rob is pretty decent. I honestly didn't, uh, I thought all the matches were spot on. I guess aside from the main event, I'm really not a fan of them always ending with McIntyre and MVP and Lashley. Kind of getting bored of that. Uh, they're kind of keeping the same recipe, if you will. But the matches this time around were pretty decent. And, um, yeah, I don't know. In terms of Lashley being, it's weird. In terms of Lashley being main event, I feel kind of weirded by that just because like he has the look, he has everything, but it just feels like we're just waiting for that next challenger to come through because it definitely doesn't feel like he has any sort of chance. Um, But Rob is pretty decent. I would give this, yeah, like I'd give this a four out of five. I thought it was a really good Raw. I uh, match of the night is Flair versus Asuka would have just been a little bit better if Nia Jax didn't come out but was pretty uh, good otherwise to say the least we still see the Randy Orton thing happening Rey Mysterio Seth Rollins was good as well Uh, Dominic getting involved I seriously hope his wrestling is better than his acting because his acting is trash um and yeah, so pretty decent raw, no complaints on my end. And that is pretty much it. That's my snap judgment. Final verdict is four out of five. Uh, finally, raw is getting better, and uh, well, you know, it's getting good. And uh, next week they really gotta up and up with the Lashley McIntyre storyline, though. If they wanna make Lashley look credible, because that would be the going home show. And so far, it's not looking too great for Lashley, as he just seems like. An opponent that McIntyre will just beat. It, um, you know, in terms of the raw rating uh, for this week, it was around the same as last week. The same was one point. Last week was one point seven three, and this week was just one point seven. You know, but again, seeing the results of raw doesn't necessarily mean the ratings would be higher or not. Um, But if this was, if there was a raw to watch, it would have been this one. Uh, this was certainly better. Well, the last two weeks have been pretty decent, I would say. Uh, but this week was definitely a, a tad bit better. Or a heck of a lot better in that regard. And, um, yeah. So that's pretty much it. Thank you guys for listening. Sorry for the little delay on the Raw Report. But it is out and it is there. Um, if you want to nag at me, you can follow me at JLB420. Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8. And uh, definitely check out all of our other episodes, the WBU, uh, FBI, visit from the FBI, and all that jazz, as long as our reviews for NXT, AEW, Raw, and SmackDown as well. Thanks again, guys, for listening. This is your boy, Justin JLB. I am out.